0: i mm-hmm. They long I need him to stop by here thank you Jesus There's just something about that name, Jesus. worship him all week, take a moment and say, Lord.
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah for God, is good. How many of you just lift your hands in total praise to him, to know that he is our father. And because of him, we have our being. We might as well not move at all, unless we move in him. He's our rock, he's our shelter. He's the rose of sharing. He's our love, he's our comfort. He's our peace, he's our strength in the time of trouble. And I am grateful, grateful. How many of you are just grateful this morning? You know, you can just raise your hand where you are right now and just say, Lord, I am grateful because I understand and know it could have been a different way. But, Lord, you didn't allow it to be, Lord, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful, Lord, you, for my space here in this earth, Lord, this space and time, this space, Lord, you, where I am. Lord, I know things are not the way that I desire them to be. Lord, sometimes I don't feel the best in my body. Lord, my situation sometimes says that I should be something different. But I know that you are God and I know that your mercy and your kindness and love reign supreme. Let us pray before we go into this wonderful word on this morning and do what God has called us to do, to share with you on today. Oh Lord Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us in our right mind. We thank you for the activity of our limbs. We thank you for clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet, food in our stomachs, oh God. We thank you for shelter over our heads, Lord. We thank you for warmth in our houses, oh God. For some areas are so cold, oh God. Lord, and there are areas that don't have clean water, oh God. But Lord, all these things, Lord, I say I thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, Jesus, you, for your Lord, you're wonderful, your kind, your love, your peace, your strength. You're omnipotent, you all seeing and you're all knowing. And Lord, we honor you, Lord, you in this place, Lord, for you are the sovereign God, oh God. For all is in your hand, Lord, and we just thank you. Lord, we love you. Lord, I ask that you look upon the sick and shut in, oh God. Those who desire to get out, oh God. Those who desire to do more and say more and move more, Lord, who just physically are not able to, oh God. You know who they are, oh God, Lord, as they worship you, Lord, both in spirit and in truth. Lord, I ask you to continue to watch over and keep them, oh God. Bless them, Lord, You're in their financial situations, oh God. Love on them, Lord Jesus. Help those, Lord Jesus, who need their help, oh God. For all of us need your help, oh God. For the Bible says we all have fallen short of your glory. And Lord, we honor you, Lord, You're in this space and in this place on this morning. That you are Jehovah Jireh. that you are my provider. That you Jehovah Nisi, oh God, that you fight my battles, oh God. You are that rose of Sharon, oh God. You are the lily of the valley and the bright and morning star. And, Lord, we praise you. And, Lord, we ask that you continue, Lord, you to watch over and keep our country, oh, God. For it seems, Lord, at times that we're on the brink of civil war. But, Lord, you know all and you see all, oh, God. Lord, and you said that you hold the king's heart in your hand and you turn it whichever way you may. And, Lord, we're just going to say, Lord, you order our steps, oh, God. For you said in your word that the steps of the good man are ordered by you. Lord, I ask that you order, Lord, in the hands of the presidents, Lord Jesus, or whoever's going to be in charge. Oh, God, you know all, Lord. You see all, Oh God. Sometimes, Lord, you sit back, Lord, you allow, but you remind us that the government was on his shoulders. And that you would lead us, and you would guide us, and you would protect us, oh God. Like you did the children of Israel, oh God. That you brought them in, Lord. You gave them warmth by night, oh God. And you gave them a cloud of cover by day. And Lord, you literally allowed bread to fall from heaven, oh God. And when they asked for meat, oh God, you gave them meat, oh God. Sometimes we don't even know what we need or what we have asked for. But you know, oh God. And Lord, we honor you, Lord. And Lord, we take down our will to give to yours, Lord. You're not looking at a perfect people, oh God, but we're looking at a people, oh God, who are saved by grace, Lord. Not one of us, Lord, deserve your goodness or your grace or your mercy, oh God, for all that have fallen short. But Lord, we honor you on this day, Lord, that you've given us the opportunity, Lord, to come again to see, Lord Jesus, what there saith you. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you. I as you continue to watch up and keep our minister of music, oh God, love on her, bless her, Lord Jesus, not baby, oh God. Strengthen her in our body, Lord Jesus. Lord, let the pregnancy go well, oh God. And Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for all the members of the Safe House Church, those who are here, oh God, with us on this day, Lord Jesus. Those who are connecting virtually, oh God. Lord, love on them, Lord. You know each and every situation, oh God, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I ask that you put your hand on it, oh God. Lord Jesus, love on them. Bless them, oh God, Lord. For you said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You didn't say they were going to form. You didn't say they won't won't try, oh God. But you said it won't going to work. For the enemy comes in like a flood, oh God But you said you would lift up a standard against him Lord, you said, Lord Jesus, in your word Lord, that he would come in one way, but that he would flee Seven different ways <laughs> For those seven Resources, oh God, that you're going to give And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you Lord, and we praise your name, and we give your name All the honor and all the glory Lord, for it's yours and yours alone Continue to watch over, Lord, you keep those who are watching Lord, you know, so Lord, you're watching Ghost watching, Lord, you know Lord, sometimes, it may not even like the messenger, Lord, but it's not the messenger, but it's the message. And we thank you, Lord, you for giving us the opportunity to deliver this message on this day. And we ask you to do all these things of others in the powerful name of Jesus. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Good morning, brothers and sisters of the Most High God. For God is good, and he's worthy to be praised. And I'm just so Happy to be here with you on this morning. I apologize for our buffering issues. And I know we had a little sound thing in the beginning that was on my end. Amen. I am looking forward to God blessing me with a sound engineer that somebody can do all this. Uh, You know, most people probably don't know, but, you know, actually edit this and, and stream this and. And executive produced this all at the same time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You do what you got to do, you know, while you're here in the space. And I know some people wonder, how did you do it? Well, I know what God has blessed us with some knowledge, and I know how to read, and, and I ask people. I have no problem asking. If you do it better than I do it, then I have no problem asking somebody, look, how do you do that? And so I've had a little help from a little bit of everybody. You know, some of my friends over the college who are sound engineers, hey, do this and do that, and people who are audio folk and, and folk from, you know, and my friend, um, um, Brother Ricardo Hicks, he has a whole country and this is what they do. And um, he's been a help to me. And then Brother Greg Wagner from um, former associate at another church. And you know, I asked him some questions on some cameras and stuff. And he gave us some insight. And all these things. See, you pull pieces. See, you don't know but know who you're going to need and when you're going to need them. And then all these things we put together and get this. And watch this. And what others ask, we share it too. Amen. You know, I'm not the, um, coffer of knowledge, but what little bit I have that I'm willing to share it. Amen. Um, if it's going to advance the kingdom of God and this is what this is, uh, you know, all about. So, you know, freely give given to me, I'm going to freely give it to somebody else. So I share this and some say, Oh no, you should be doing this and you'll be doing that. Nah, God's taking care of us and he will continue to take care of me. God bless you. Um, welcome to the Safe House Church of Greensboro, North Carolina. My name is um, Dr. Peter Ely, as you can see there on the screen. Um, and I have the um, distinct pleasure and honor to be able to serve as pastor of the most wonderful people on God's earth. Amen. Because they're God's people. They're going to be wonderful. They don't mean they always act wonderful. I know sometimes I don't always act wonderful, but we still belong to him. And at the end of the day, he's our ruler, he's our king, and he's our ultimate judge. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm just so excited to be with you here on this morning. Next Sunday, we're going to be live and in person. Woohoo! Next Sunday, live in person there at the space, amen, and we're just grateful to him. Um apologize because it was our intent to be there this Sunday, but um, God has blessed me with another amazing opportunity, another platform that I need to be on today. So you all pray for my traveling. Um, as we fly over to Georgia um, on this afternoon and be in Savannah in tomorrow morning, amen, as I'm being honored um, with the award. So every time I am honored, I am grateful um, to God um, who has just given me, you know, these wonderful opportunities and that people have acknowledged my work. So I've been honored as the Trio Achiever of the Year for 2024 from the southeast region um, i was blessed to win the north carolina region and and had an amazing dinner and took my family and we had a good time there in greensboro then not many weeks hence it was told that we won the southeast region so i get to speak to a group of wonderfully um, educated and, and good and just good-hearted people tomorrow and be able to share with them um, some of my journey and some of the things that. They have done and their predecessors have done that has made my journey possible and how God has used them to open up doors and for to give people like me the opportunity to be able to be a blessing and be a, I want to say a add to our society, our society. So I am grateful um, for that. So you all pray my strength in the Lord that God speaks through me and says what I need to say as um, I accept that award. And then I think there may be one more level. So if it's God's will, we win the national award. Hey, I take that too. Amen. Uh, but we're grateful that our work has been acknowledged. And and see, here's the thing. You know, I grew up in a time, um, you know, we Pentecostal apostolic folk, people thought that we just should be, you know, go to church and be dumb. I gonna mean, just be honest with it. And, you know, I grew up in a household where education was paramount. And my father was very clear that um, we were holy, but we weren't dumb. Oh, come on, somebody! That we were holy, and we we held a standard. Amen. Even if I didn't always hold that standard, I be i will be honest with you. But there was a standard, and there was a level of of God's goodness and His grace. And because we did have God, we supposed to excel even more, cause we had Him. Amen. You know, as believers, He would teach us and would say. That you know, we as believers, if you do your part and you got God, nobody could beat you. And I do believe that I preach that because what the Bible said without faith, nothing, I mean, without faith, um, nothing is possible. So it's impossible to please him. So we walk in faith and we do our part. Now you gotta do your part, you gotta put your time in. It didn't happen by osmosis. Now, yes, we do have talents and things like that, but there is some work to be done, amen. Also want to acknowledge our own sister Sherelle. Well, y'all know Sherelle is just the Energizer Bernie. You know, y'all, if you never met Sherelle in person, she's about four foot something, y'all right? But so much energy, I call her the Energizer Bernie, and um, she's just be going, 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 and she has been um, nominated for a presidential award. And um, so the Safe House Church, you know, I tell y'all, we, we may be small in number, but man, what we got going on in this church, whoo, I mean, this is some of the most educated people. We got folk with PhDs and master's degrees, you know. And I know education is not all that but what we, what I'm getting at is this is that you can be educated and know these things and still believe Jesus oh come on somebody are y'all with me I know they used to say that you if you believe Jesus you know that you know it was he was the god of the dumb nothing in my bible says that he was the god of the dumb Nothing in my Bible says that, you know, he's God of what? All, amen. So that means some, you know, maybe a little bit challenged, amen. But as God called all of us to different areas of life, because some of us got to have something to be able to bless somebody else. Oh, come on, did y'all catch that? Some of us got to be in a position to have some things so that we can bless somebody else, amen. And I do believe God has put us, in place to be able to be a blessing to what others around us. And this is what this church does. Amen. I am grateful to um, report to you with the help of brother Jordan. We was able to help one of the young ladies who was homeless. Amen. Um, She has some problems getting her the deposits to get into a house. Um, I sent brother, you know, sent, we sent the money over from our fund. Amen. So this is what we do. You know, people ask, why don't we have a church? I don't need a church building if we can do this. This is what God has called the safe house to do. Would a building be wonderful? Oh, absolutely. But until then, we'll, we'll we'll keep going to the schools. And then the money that we save from not owning a building, we'll keep reinvesting it into the community. For the Bible says like this, he said, what you do unto the least of us, least of them, you done unto me. That if you help somebody who's poor, it's like you did, you, you lend it to God. And I don't know about you, but when God pays back, he pays back 510,000 fold. And not we did it, did it just for that, but we did it because we believe it was the right thing to do. And God has laid it on our hearts to be able to help that family, amen. And now that family is having, now we, don't, we are not just, you know, casting our pearls to the swine now. You got to do your part. <laughs> but, you know, God has put on our heart to be able to help us. And with the help of Brother Jordan, we was able to make that happen on this week. So hopefully she'll be moving in here in the next week or so um, into her place, amen. And now we got, you know, another family that's off of the streets. And that was because of you, Safe House Church, and those who support the Safe House Church. If you give tithe and offering or uh, anything to the Safe House Church, you know this is what we do. It went to support. We do in reach before we do outreach. Also, birthdays. I want to give an amazing shout out to our Miss Sister Martha Haywood. You know who you are. You know, I call her one of my. Uh, she had a ghost watcher because I know she'd be there. But we want to say a happy birthday to you. We know she's in another church. Amen. But she spends time with us every sunday morning amen she beat some of my members here most of the time and we gotta do better church amen but with sister haywood be here we want you to say happy birthday to you um i think you celebrated on yesterday For the bible tells us in ephesians said, honor honor your parents unto the lord for this is right and that what you would live long days upon the earth so we want to give you that honor this morning mother and we love you and we appreciate you and, um, you know, I've already adopted her as part of my family because we on vacation. I see her and, and her, her other daughter happened to marry my first cousin. And so we got all intertwined. I just started out with one. And now, the, you know, the whole Haywood family is just taking over the Elias life. Amen. In a good way. Amen. And now we are, we are truly family by blood now. Amen. Um, in some other ways. So we're just grateful, grateful. Um, and two of us, I don't think we have any other birthdays. If I did charge it to my head and not my heart, and that means y'all need to send it to me, so I'll make sure I'm on top of things. But I think we're good. And did I miss any anniversaries? Uh, I think we're good on that. If I did, let me know in the chat, and we'll take care of that. All right, enough of the you know chit-chat, small talk on this morning. I know you didn't come to hear me talk and just go on and on, but um, the, here there is a word from the Lord on today. And I do believe there is a word on the Lord from the Lord on today. As we continue our um, series, our series, remember this whole year, our theme is deeply invested. There there are things that God has called us to deeply invest in. I don't know about you all, but I've been telling you in prayer that we need to learn to start to meditate. I know many of us, we pray, but we don't do the other side of that. I'm telling you all, i have really focused in on um, and invested in meditating after we pray. It's a game changer. I've always heard people talk about it this and that, you know, we just always, you pray, you pray, you pray, but he tells us to pray and meditate. And you know what? Because God is speaking. And sometimes you got to just take time out. You don't have to be long. I take my little iPhone. I go to the little time setting on that. Most of y'all have an iPhone or something. And you go in there and put five minutes. Start out with five minutes. And I go here and I I lay on the bed, turn the lights out or whatever. I put some um, nice, um, I would call prayer worship music on without words and just lock in for five minutes and that alarm will let you know. And I'm telling y'all, it goes by just like that. Now, if you're tired, I'm going to be honest, you're going to go to sleep probably. but what you're going to find as you get adequate rest, you're not going to sleep and you're going to be dealing with you. And what I find is almost every single time, as soon as I feel like, "Oh, I'm about to get there. I'm about to get there. That thing go off. That thing would go off and say, Oh, it's time to go. So, you know, I get that. So I have to do what I got to do, but I encourage you start when you pray pray, then find another five to 10 minutes and you'll see yourself wanting to do it longer and longer and longer. And God is talking. He's giving you ideas. He's giving you things. There are things about myself that him and I are having conversations with. And I'm like, whoa, because see, the problem is many of us don't want to deal with ourselves. I'm my own worst enemy. You're your own worst enemy. And sometimes to deal with you causes you to change some things. And, and when you start to see, I always tell people, the, the number one thing to me that helps people change behavior is to be able to self-identify that behavior. If I realize I'm doing something and I and it makes me look dumb or it makes me look not most favorable, then I am more apt to change it because I have identified that. So it's important that you self-identify and be able to see those things. And I believe God will use you sometimes to show you you. It's easy for me to point out, hey, you need to stop this. Hey, you need to save more over here. You need to do this. You need to do that. Those things are easy. But when you look at them and you realize you need to do them, that changes everything. All right? So I strongly encourage you um, to do that. If this is your first time here at the Safe House Church, I want to say again, welcome here to Safe House Church, where we focus on three things we believe God has called us to be. We call it DEA, Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship. We're going to walk with you. We're going to talk with you. We're going to hold your hand. Empowerment. We're going to empower you to do what God has called you to do and accountability. We're going to hold you accountable. I'm held accountable. You're held accountable. Why? Because if there's no accountability, stuff does not get done. So this is why accountability is uh, of the utmost important. And we are all at the end of the day accountable to God, who's our ultimate judge. Um, in Christ Jesus. So let's go ahead and move on. I know you have things you need to do. And I ask again, you all pray for me as I fly over this morning. I mean, not this morning, this afternoon, and do what I got to do tomorrow morning. And I'm turning around and coming right back. And so, um, and then I'll be in um, town next week. Amen. And looking forward. It's been a while. Amen. Uh, it's been almost a month. Um, the weather has changed and it didn't allow us to get where we wanted to get, but we are grateful. All right, so I want to go into what I believe God has given us today. If you notice, there's been a distinct theme that we've been going through every Sunday. We've been going through a a deeply invested, in particular, in focusing on grit. We talked about being um, courageous, amen, that you must have courage. We've talked about being conscientious, that we must be intentional in our decision-making, amen. And now we want to go to another thing. I'm trying to think what was the other one we talked about on last week. It slips my mind. Somebody put it in the chat for me. Um, we talked about encouragement. We talked about being conscientious. We talked about... Oh, did we talk about consistency? I think it was last week. Anyway, I don't remember right now. But today we want to move to the next part in that please go back and look at the podcast. We have podcasts. Get on the Apple. and put in um, Safe House Church Has Left the Building. That's the name of our podcast. Safe House Church Has Left the Building. You can download A 100% free podcast. It's doing very well. I think we Last time I checked, we had about 700 episodes, so you won't get bored. There's plenty of things out there to, um, to look at, and I think we had over almost close to 50,000 downloads, so that's 50,000 times somebody has downloaded the gospel. So please, um, we always like one week in a whole, the message the week before is what comes on the podcast, and I, we have that released every Sunday morning about eight thirty. You can go out there and get the newest podcast. So, however you listen to the podcast, then go out there and download that, and that'll give you opportunity to hear us again. All right. So, so today we we'll want to go to a, another um, area in this as we continue to build, and we're going somewhere with this. Amen. We're going somewhere with this, and if you take these things and you apply them to your life. Apply them to your walk. Apply them to your talk. See, one of the nice and beautiful things that I believe God has done for us as a church is that we are a Bible-believing church, but we also have been educated in the sense that we understand the Bible is our standard. This is how we live. This is how we walk. It, we do what it says we can do. But we also are privileged to be able to read other information and get other context and understand real-world Relations and what is going on right now and having the ability to apply what we understand right now to our lives right now And that is important. That is critical. That is key The so people are saying "Well, all these things are there, but how do it apply to me in 2024? And I'm glad that you asked and this is where we are today So in all my getting the Bible said what well, get understanding time with me if you will We got several verses. I want to go to on today. The book of James James, okay, I don't know if that thing missed it, or what did I put it up there, there we go, sorry about that, James, the first chapter, and we're going to go verses um, 2 through 4, these will be quick ones, but it is a couple of them, then we're going to go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 24, um, verses 16 through 18, and then last but not least, we want to go to 2 Corinthians, um, chapter number 4, verses 7 through 10. So you'll see them there on your screen, and I will delay or stall here a moment for you to be able to turn around and get those. My um, excellent resource that you, you often see me use here at the church is um, theblueletterbible.org. I've been using this thing since college. Um, it's always been there in a good reference and grateful for those who have done, you know, do this work and do that and make this available to us. i just want to go to the book of James, James 1 and 24. And I'm going to take this off the screen and we're going to transition here. All right, let's go to our Bible verse here. Let me see if we got that going today. All right. Here we go. James 1 in 4. Um, did I get that? I'm sorry. No, it should be 2. I'm sorry. 2 and 4. Yeah, James 1, 2 through 4. And it says this. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing that the knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Turn over to Proverbs 24, and we're going to go 16 through 18. Proverbs 24, 16 um, through 18. And it says this. For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth, and let not thy heart be glad when he stumble. Lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. In the last verse, we want to go to 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, 7, 4 and, 7 and we're going to go to verses 7 through 10. And y'all know this is one of my favorite ones. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our body. I use for a subject on this morning to continue on with our series. I think this would be part number four, I think. So charge that to my head and not my heart if I didn't get it right. I'm going to talk to you from the point of view of God bounce, invest in resilience. God bounce, invest in resilience. Let's pray real quickly. Oh, Lord, in the final, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, I ask that you use this word, oh, God, Lord, you to heal your people. Lord, Jesus, touch your people, strengthen them, oh, God, wherever they may be. Love on them. Bless them, oh, God. Let them know, oh, God, that you've not forgotten them. That if you said that you would do it, that it should come to pass. Lord, and we honor you, and we thank you, and we love you, and we praise your name, and we give your name all the honor and the praise for us, yours and yours alone. And we ask you to do all these things to others in Jesus' name. Amen. For well, we know this one thing, we know this to be true, that we walk by faith, not by sight. So, you got bounce? Do you have bounce on this morning? I'm asking you a question. Oftentimes, you'll find here in our ministry, I challenge you. God has um, giving me, that's part of my job, not only as pastor, but to, um, to lead and guide you, but to challenge you so that you are growing your faith. Amen. You know, you got to know something for yourself. At the end of the day, we, we don't know how things are going to turn. Well, no, we know how things are going to turn, but how we get there to the end. We know the end. We know at the end that we win. But that part in between sometimes grows fuzzy for us. And because of that, we know we have to know something for ourselves, that we got to know God for ourselves. And I admonish you and, and I say to you, you got to know him for yourself. So I remember as a um, youngster, and we used to talk about things and used to tell people, you know, um, especially being an athlete in particular, in basketball, we used to say that a guy, you know, if he could jump really good, he said well, he got bounced. He got bounced. I know a few years um, ago, and maybe I'm dating myself, maybe it's more than um, a few years ago, there was a campaign that started out, um, Got Milk, and then the whole thing was a whole campaign around. Um, having milk and making people more aware about milk and trying to get milk. And those dairy farmers were in the place where they were trying to sell and um, get more milk gains. So I asked this question on this morning from that same vein, do you got bounce? And in particular, you know, do we invest in our resiliency? So when you look at the definition of resiliency, resiliency in the simplest terms means your ability to bounce back from circumstance, your ability to bounce back from circumstance. We find in this day and time that all of us are going through something. Some of us are having health issues. Some of us are having job issues. Some of us are having issues in our marriage. Some of us are having issues with our children. Some of us are having issues in our own minds, and we can't get away from ourselves. And, and that just all kind. There's a plethora of things. We we got issues at the border. We got issues with finance. We got issues with this one and that one, and we can just keep going on finding issues. And sometimes we find that these things do get to a point that we find ourselves breaking down. You now, for the Bible tells us that, that we shouldn't worry. He says that can a man grow his height by one cubic because he worried. And the truth of the matter is, is no, he can't. But let's be honest here that you and I, we live in that. A lot of us do worry to the point that we shouldn't be the Bible tells us what not to be anxious for anything. And I understand that pastor, but pastor, you're not in this thing. This is not facing you. It's not right in front of you. Like it is me. I understand that I got that t-shirt and i tell you sometimes I still live in that space Because the truth of the matter is that we all struggle. There are some areas that maybe you don't struggle with your faith. That, you know, I see my way through. I've been through this before and and I've gone through this. But the truth of the matter is a lot of us do struggle. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of us do find ourselves, Lord, how's this going to work out? Lord, I don't understand this, Lord. I thought when I got here, this was going to be better. And I thought when I got there, this was going to be easier. And I thought when I got this, that this was going to change this and they were going to feel this way about me. I thought that maybe they were going to accept me. And I thought that when I got here, oh, God, that all the resources were going to open up and things were going to overwhelm and just fall in my lap. And, And I was going to be able to do this and do that for you, Lord. I did have good intentions. But it didn't work out the way I thought it would work out. And when I'm finding brothers and sisters that oftentimes things don't work out the way that we thought they would work out. But watch this. They do work out. Now, that part in between there is where things get kind of tender, right? This is that part in between there is where I'm living right now because I'm not where I want to (laughs) be. I don't know about this, but I'm not where I used to be. Mhm. See, so we've, we find ourselves in a place and time that we are fighting against ourselves And because we're fighting against ourselves We are not sure how we should move and where we should go And how we should talk and who should I talk to And who should I trust and how I should go And the Lord said, cast your cares for he care for you mm-hmm. Cast your cares for he care for you so let me read this to you. So we have to ask, well, then, Pastor, what's the difference between resiliency and perseverance? This is what we talked about last week perseverance. It says, so resiliency refers to our ability to bounce back from adversity or change to recover and move forward. While perseverance, on the other hand, is about the continued effort to achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. It's about satisfying, staying the course, even when the t- the going gets tough. So your ability to take a licking and keep on ticking, as we used to say. So, Pastor, you you asked, well, how do I get my bounce? If I don't have bounce, how can I invest in my bounce? How can I get to the point that my resiliency is to a point that I would keep going? Well, I gave you several scriptures that we read today. And they were very intentional scriptures. That the Bible told us that what that you count it blessed that when you go through things. Why? Because that means you're one of his. That things that he allowed you to go through is that he's testing you and he's making you and he's molding you to be who he has you to be. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what he needs to remove from you to take you to the next level. And watch this. You're not going to be able to move it yourself. So this is why he allows situations and circumstances to come, and he uses the enemy. What some he uses the enemy sometimes to buffer us in certain places. So sometimes you're like, "Well, this can't be of God." No, it was not of God, but God allowed it so that it could be removed from you. So that you can see things differently, so that you wouldn't walk in that direction, so that you can get down on your knees and you will pray and then you will meditate and you will understand, okay, God, I saw it this way. But now that I've given it some time and I've waited a little bit and I understand things differently, now I don't see it the same way anymore. I thought about it as a young man, especially when I got in leadership, I was wondering, said, well, why don't we just do this and why can't we just go here, da, 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 and all these things at that time of, point in my life made complete sense and no I don't regret them because they made sense and they made me get to where I am now but now as an older man and I sit at a different seat on the table, I sit from a different side. I see a little bit differently. Now, now I understand timing. I understand why they were doing what they were doing. It doesn't mean that I'm any less frustrated because frustration comes from what? Unmet expectation. So my expectation was that it was going to happen right now. And God said, not right now, but it will happen, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Watch this. I, I read this quote the other day from, Michael Jordan, of all people. And he he said this. He said, look me in the eye. It's okay if you're scared. So am I. But we are scared for different reasons. I am scared of what I won't become. Sounds familiar? And you are scared, the enemy, of what I could become. That's powerful. Look at me. I won't let myself in where I started. I won't let myself finish where I began. I know what is within me. Even if you can't see it, look me in the eyes. I have something more important than courage. I have patience. And I will become what I know I am. Harley, woo, that'll preach. Come on, somebody. So our first point today I want to give to you in this walk is patience. See, when you go through resiliency and and you get through this point and you discover and you're building your resiliency, one of the things that make you come back is you know who you are. This is why it's critical that we spend time with God. I can't spend time with God for you. I only can do it for myself. I only can spend that time with God for myself. What you get put in is what you get out. If you don't give God time, then you can't expect time. But I'm here to tell you as a living witness, find the time. You have the same 24 hours as anybody else. You know that was I was looking at this other video earlier this weekend and it was talking about a survey of all these people that were millionaires and this and that and and they were talking about it, and every one of them talked about how they use their time they they conserve their time they pay people to get their time back mhm- so that they can use that time to go and do other things in particular to talk to God <laughs> think about it. If you're already on top, as they say, if you're on top of the game, who do the people on top of the game talk to? Who the people who seem to have it all, who do they spend time with? Your leader. Yes, leaders spend time with other leaders, but if you're the leader of the leaders, who do you get your advice from? Who do you get your encouragement from? Who pushes you when you're down? It's like the, the parent, you know, when the parent is taking care of their child and those times come, and those who have parents, you know, and those who are seer parenting kids, you will continue to know. Who's there to encourage you when you have to make that decision? And this is what it comes down to having this what? This decision that I serve God. He told David, David wrote it like this He said, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shallow of death? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and staff, they comfort me. Then say, You wouldn't walk, but he said that he would be there with you. Say, I never leave you nor forsake you. I say, you know, righteous forsaken, nor that seed begging for bread. So, to get the bounce back, to invest in your resilience, patience. Because you're coming back. Why? Because you know who you are. If you have the Holy Ghost that's living inside of you, the Holy Ghost will not allow you to be there if you choose to. At the end of the day, we have an opportunity. And we have choices that are made. And we serve a God who gives us what? Free choice. And he gives you the opportunity to choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Are you going to listen to that voice that say, throw in the towel and I'm done? Or do you choose to walk in patience? Because he told us that what patience is a virtue. I heard a a preacher one time say that he didn't never want patience. And I was like, Lord, I got to get away. <laughs> I'm going to be nice today. And I remember as a young man, my, my grandfather used to always tell me, because I was very impatient and sometimes I can still be, and I like think I've gotten a lot better and I need to get even, as they say, more better. He said, you going to hurry up and get some patience. And I was thinking to myself, that's an oxymoron. But now as an older man, I know he's talking about, you're going to hurry up and get some patience. So I'm telling you today, hurry up and get some patience. Let's move on. So the next piece in this I want to point to you on today. Confidence. If you look throughout the, the New Testament, you find that Paul consistently talks about his confidence in his God. He's confident of his God to be able to take him and lead him and guide him. And he's confident that what, no matter what happens, that God is going to have his back. That even though he's here, he's going to be there. Why? Because Paul knows the end. See, you and I, we know the end. It's like watching that movie, right? We often talk about that movie. You already know the ending of the movie, but how did you get here? And see, that's the part that makes life exciting. This makes life worthwhile. It makes me cherish every minute because all I know is at the end that we win, but I don't know how long it took me to win. I don't know how long I was in the game. I don't know how long I got to play in the game. I don't know who I got to influence while I was in the game. I don't know whose lives would change while I was in the game. All I know is at the end of the game, That we won the game. So when I see our borders going crazy, I know that I got to stay in the game. When I see there's war and rumour of war, I know I got to stay in the game. When I see it seem like things are costing so much, yet my bank account is not changing, I got to stay in the game. I, I got to stay in the game and know that God has got us and have the resiliency to say, okay, God, I'm going to bounce back. Yep, this happened to me, but I'm going to bounce back. Why? Because I am a living example, as we read in Corinthians, that God, his body dying and his body dying, that he lives through us. And that us that he lives through is because the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. So therefore, I can't do anything I want to do. I don't say anything I want to say. I just don't go how I want to go. But I walk by this. I talk this. I talk with a Confidence. Of who he is, Paul often talked about with a confidence. You heard Daniel talk with a confidence. You heard Gideon talk with a confidence. And I'm telling you, his believers that we are to talk with a confidence. How many of you speak confidence? See, I speak with this confidence because I know who has my tomorrow, despite what it looks like to me. And no, no, I don't want to go through this. And no, you don't want to go through that. But the Bible told us at the end of the day that some of these things that we were going to go through. Why? Because he's using us as an example, because some people are not going to go to your church. Some people are not going to read that Bible. But what they're going to do is that they're going to look at your life and they'll be able to say, oh, I remember her. Oh, I remember him. If you think about all the people in the Bible that we see and we often read and we refer to, they were just like people like you and I. Yet their lives were left on record to serve as a testament to you and I that we are able to make it if we keep the faith, if we walk in patience, if we walk in confidence, and if we walk in this last piece, we walk in, it comes back down to faith. But the Bible says what? Faith is the substance of the things hoped for yet evidence of things unseen it's impossible do you are you getting this church now you see why it is absolutely just impossible to please him without faith because the faith is the essential element it is the paramount thing you must have faith faith that he has lived, faith that he's here, faith that he has you. And all these, because of my faith, it builds my confidence. Come on, somebody, what's falling over here? Because of my faith, it builds my confidence. Because of my faith, now I can have patience to know that, you know what, I ain't got to worry about it. I know it looks like this, and I know you've seen it this way, but I have faith that God is going to work it out, and it's going to come around. So therefore, I sit back and I wait patiently because I know what's inside of me. As Michael Jordan so eloquently said, I know what lives inside of me. Do you know what lives inside of you? And because I know that resiliency lives inside of me, that no matter what I go through, that I'm going to bounce back. And when I bounce back, watch this, I bounce back with the same or equal equal or greater force. Think about it as a basketball. The same force that you, you slam that ball down with It's the same force it gives you back in the trajectory upward. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? That God has an upward trajectory for you if you would invest in him. If you would believe him, if you would have patience and confident that God has got you, that I know you don't see the path right now and you're frustrated and you want it when you want it. Trust me, I am there too in some cases on certain things. There are things that I desire to have yesterday. There were things I want right now. And yes, I push for them right now. And what I do is I push and when they don't happen, then I find myself to be frustrated. And then when I'm frustrated, now I get myself in the sense that I think, okay, God is against me or God don't want me to have it. And that's certainly maybe not the case, but what he's doing is what he's trying to make me and make sure that I'm in a place that when he gives me a thing that I can keep it. See, it's one thing to have a million dollars, but there's another thing to be in a place that you can keep a million dollars. Now, God just don't give us things to what? Just for us to keep. We are what? A conduit, meaning that we are a conductor. And because we are a conductor, that means that what it goes through us to others. So what I mean by that is if God gave you a million dollars and your ability to keep a million dollars, meaning that you understand how to take that million and turn it to two million so you can give away a million. Is that one sinking in? That he gives you the ability. They say, okay, here's the seed money. Take this million, turn it into two million so that you can give away a million. Therefore, what you still have a million. We have people in this church who can do that kind of thing. But my question is, why aren't you doing it? See, it's not a risk if you know God told you to do it. See, the question comes to when we get to the point and say, God, did you really tell me to do this or was this my own selfish ambition? Or this is my own doing. This is something that I thought I wanted to do. And watch this. I believe, and I can't speak for anybody else. I ain't gonna say I have Bible, Bible for this, but I believe that when I go out like that, that I have so much confidence and trust in God that even if I misstepped, he has a way of turning that misstep into another thing. For the Bible says it like this: He says that all things work together for the good of the good of those. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are, watch this, called according to his purpose. So maybe I step, but it was a step in faith because I was trying to do, I thought, the right thing. And I missed it. But then God has what I missed that he's able to turn it this way. So it still gets me back on the path. It's that GPS thing we often talk about when you take the wrong turn, but your intent was still to go to the North and it's a recalculating route. And it may actually cost you a little bit more time to get there. But watch this. If you are patient, you still get there. And here's the problem, beloved that some of us have made some wrong turns, And because we've made some wrong turns. He did not deny us. It just delayed us. So I have to be confident to know that, God, at the end of the day, I'm not going to waste my talent. I'm going to do what you want me to do, even if I had some missteps along the way. And I have the patience to know that which is in in me is going to come out of me. So even when I made the wrong turn and I go down, I'm going to bounce back. Come on. yeah, bounce. I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to be even better than I was before. So now only did I take this turn, but I picked up some other knowledge along the way that I'm going to share with somebody else along the way. That's going to help. I'm going to be here to tell you that I made a number of errors. Let's talk about in terms of this broadcast, you know, Thank God our church has some confidence in me. There's some equipment I bought that, okay, it worked for a little bit, but I was like, no, this is not really what I thought. Can't send it back. Bam. I feel like I wasted that. But then in that era, I found other things, and I found other stuff to do to the point we got, okay, every time, man, we add on more in this, and it's always the experimentation. Some Sundays, broadcast goes am- amazing. Everything falls right in place. Then there's other Sundays, I'm up there sweating bullets, like why is this thing acting up? But those are the risks I'm willing to take because I want to be able to bring a better product because I represent the kingdom. How many of you willing to take the risks? Because I told you, if God told you, it's not a risk. That's a done deal. So think about it like this. Consider your faith it's God's voice. If he said, I don't have to do that, I just walk on that. Faith is God's voice. Think about it. He says, go and do this. And he said, well, I did this by faith. I did this by what? God's voice. Because if he said it, no, I don't see it. But I believe it because it was him. And if it's him, he cannot tell a lie. And therefore, what? He's able to what? complete whatever word he says. So think about it. In terms of this, maybe that helps you because people sometimes struggle with faith. I walk by God's voice. God's voice is faith. He asks, how can man live by what? Bread alone. He don't. He lives by what? Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And how does that man get built up? He gets built up in his faith by what? Hearing. Who is he hearing? The preacher, who says the preacher? God. Who speaks to the preacher? God. As we've been studying our Bible study, remember we, we've been going through the whole thing of Aaron and Moses. And if you look, I know a lot of you thought Moses did those miracles, um, those or those plagues. But y'all who've been in Bible study know that every time one did you see Moses' name there? No, it said Aaron. But those who've been there, we know why. Because Aaron, he told Aaron, Moses struggled with his confidence and his ability to speak. Therefore, God made a deal with him and said that you, I would be, you, you would be God. As a metaphor that you, that God would speak to him as God, as God. And Aaron would be like Moses to the people. And then therefore, whatever Moses told Aaron to do, he would do and God would honor Mm -hmm. And that's what we are. We're just chosen vessels. That's why I read that scripture about vessels. You're just a vessel. You are an important vessel. And he wants you to be successful. He wants you to be great. He wants you to have a wonderful life. But there are some things that we have to go through. And as we go through them, I'm here to tell you today that you're going to bounce back. The God that lives inside of you wants you to bounce back. You have to bounce back. As that quote from Michael Jordan said, that because I know what's in me, they can't see it. I wasn't, I think I get used, like I said, I always use myself as an example because I won't have anybody mad with me, but me. I wasn't voted most, most likely to succeed. Hey, y'all know what my high school uh, superlative was? Most easily confused. I kid you not. I asked my wife. It's in the. I got. It's a book around here. Some of my classmates. Hey, they might be even watching. They voted me most easily confused. Now I ain't gonna lie. At the time, I was like, "Why would they even do that? I've really not even been in the book. I didn't think it was a compliment. At least not at the time. But what I what I understand that what they thought was confusion. <laughs> It was that I had so many ideas going on and so many things see so what they labeled me as confusion. Now it's labeled as a mastermind right and and now it's labeled as a conglomerate and all these things that come out and all these people whose lives are changed and all these things I get to control and help and move and to through the power of God. It ain't confusing but it looks like chaos to the untrained eye. but now patience, it happens in time my brothers oh yeah, I got picked on, I was bullied you know, I remember they used to call me all kinds of stuff, right they did, and it bothered me then. but now I understand, and this is why the Bible says this, remember I just read in Proverbs it said don't you despise and watch somebody else's downfall The evil ones, the wicked ones. Lest he comes for you. So even in death, I humble myself. I remember the times. I remember the things that were said. I remember the things that were done. And I always knew I had a quiet confidence that, you know what, God is going to fight my battle. Because even then I was in this thing. Even then, I was walking by faith. Even then, I was in church. And, you know, we were struggling. You know how you're young, you struggle sometimes with your faith and you do things and this and that and you go back and forth and you just thank God for grace. <laughs> but now, as an adult, and I look and I look at those things and I see how God kept me, I see how His hand was on my life to so this point in time. And now I don't gloat in this stuff, I pray for them. I asked God to save their children. I asked God to save their homes and save their lives and, and transform them and help them to be who he had them to be. Because they didn't know what they were doing. And maybe that was even you. But he's telling us today. That's the resiliency part. Can you be put down and know if you wait? The Bible says like that, He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up his wings of an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and never faint. See, here's the thing about that mountain part, And I found it interesting. I remember I heard somebody preach it, but until I actually saw it and read about it for myself. Mm, watch this. About that bird, that eagle. Now that verse makes even more sense because there is a time in the eagle's life where he just feels like there's nothing else for him to do but die. But you'll find that the eagle is a resilient bird because over the years what happens is that beak that was razor sharp when he was young got the womb and was tearing stuff up eating flesh and grabbing fish out the water and all kinds of stuff. It don't work that good no more. Is dull from use. See, this is why the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron. What does that mean, brothers and sisters, that you and I must spend time with other people who are better than us? I know some people try to say, well, ain't nobody better than nobody. No, that's not necessarily true. That's the people who say that because they're not around people who are. I put myself in room with other leaders where I'm uncomfortable. Ikea example. this week, I had the pleasure of being with my president twice. And your boy was nervous. First of all, I had to speak in front of the entire college, not the college, I mean the entire university, because we were having some kind of big meeting. And he had me on the ground, and he was asking questions, questions, questions. And I'm like, man, usually I speak up. Y'all know I'm speaking in front of crowds and stuff all the time, but it's something different. When you're talking to your boss's boss for some reason, I don't know, I guess, you still get that little frog in your throat, we call it. Cause I got it, and all of a sudden I found myself that I normally allowed, and and I really uh, try to um, say my words, and I've been working on my speaking and trying to speak better and speak more confidently and stand up strong and stand up tall. And these are things I'm working because I have to work on myself too. This is work. It just doesn't happen. I'm trying to make sure I don't say my ums and my oohs and eyes and all this stuff, and I'm splitting my verbs. That I take my time and really enunciate my, I mean, enunciate my words, because I know those are areas that I need to work on. And I get up there and it seemed like all that stuff was out the window. It was like, uh, yes, sir. And, uh, and, um, yeah. And so it's these times, (laughs) right? So you got to do that. And then he came to us again, for something else he did. And I found myself there again, but watch this. The more I do that, I'm not going to become comfortable. I'm going to get better at it. And as I get better at it, watch this. Cause it takes time. I have to do the work. It builds my confidence, and then after my confidence, I can walk fully in faith in, in there and know that you know what. No matter what he asks me, or what they put me on the spot with, I know I'll be able to at least say something, or be able to you know to, you know be able to say something. Or be able to say, look, I, I don't know and say it with a certain degree of confidence that it be clear so that no other questions will even come my way. It takes time to do that. So let me go back to this bird. So what happens with this bird as he gets older, he's not as sharp anymore. So, and you can look this up. Y'all know, I tell y'all, Google me. Because <laughs> I want you to know that I'm telling you the truth. So the bird, he goes through what they call a mulching season. And then that mulching season is much like a pruning season with trees. You know, you take tree limbs, you cut them back, which I know if I was a tree, I think that would hurt. But they cut it because it forces new growth. I remember when I had knee surgery, that was kind of how my knee surgery went. I got to a point that I used the tissue so much that it had just started to die. And the doctor said, all we're going to do is go in there and we're going to scrape it all the way down. It's going to force your body to bring you new blood, and it's going to grow back. But you got to be patient. Now, I can tell you four or five years post-surgery, knee feels great. There's some other issues, but the it, it did what it said we was going to do. It took time. New growth. And many of you are going through this now, and I'm telling you, don't give up. It's going to take time. Okay? And God has got you. He's not going to let you leave here before your time. You won't leave him until your work is done, unless you make that choice. And there have been some who've made that choice, unfortunately. Okay, so then, so the bird goes in and the, you know, not the Bible, but the bird will go in and he does this thing where he starts to sharpen his beak. So he basically breaks his beak off. Now, mind you, he needs his beak to eat. But when he busts his beak off, what happens? When he waits, it renews itself. It'll grow back. Now watch this. With the new beak, guess what he does? He pulls off his own feathers. He plucks himself to death. Not to death. He didn't kill himself, but he, he plucks himself. So for a time now, he's not only did he not eat, so he's looking back to nourish. But now he can't fly to go eat because he doesn't have any feathers to gather the wind to be able to float around and fly like he does. They call it the mulching season, if I remember correctly. Some of you brothers and sisters are in a mulching season. God has not forgotten about you, but he's working that patience. He's working that confidence and he's growing that faith. So what happens as this bird goes, and he said, wait, is there any that weight? Uh-huh. Check, like, you know, mount up his wings as an eagle. So what is happening is this point, the feathers grow back. And now he's doing away. Now he's ready to go again. So the beak is now sharp. The feathers are now new. They're not damp. They don't have all this stuff. And now he's ready to take off and run. So I'm here to tell you that, yes, you may be pulled back. But as far as you are pulled back, you are projected to go forward. if you don't abandon the process. The Safe House Church, we've been in this process, it seems like, for a while, but I see God just continually to do things. He's still opening doors. He's still making ways. He's still changing lives. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you don't acknowledge it and, and you ain't got into the stream of it do not mean that it's not going forward. Some of you are way better today than you even were last year this time. Mm -hmm. And he knows and he cares. So, what I want to say today God bounced, let's invest in resiliency. To know that if I'm resilient now, I'm going to have patience, I'm going to be confident, and I'm going to have faith that God has my best interests at heart. Because he does. And you got to know that he. And watch this. Even if what you thought did not come to pass, you know this. That means that maybe he had something else for you that was far greater. And I think about every time God, and I can only speak for me, and maybe you can think and reflect yourself. Every time that God gave me a hard no, I call them hard no's. He gave me a hard no. He gave me a huge yes something else. He gave me a hard no here. I'm like, no, I want this. I want this. I'm I'm crying. I'm like, oh God, they treat me so bad. And Lord, they just did this. And Lord, they want to do this. They blocking me. And all these things were true. But then comes the huge yes. And here comes the huge yes. The huge yes speaks this. The huge yes says, these things just work out. Lord, it's it's scary how good this is going. Lord, it's scary how this is working. Lord, this is scary that this is this is falling into place the way it's falling into place. I, I don't know about this, though. Is this you? Or is this the enemy trying to set me up? Mm-hmm. So hard no's come with big yeses. That slam down means you got go to go counter pull it up. As hard as you fall, watch this. As hard as you fall, if you're resilient. Yeah, bounce back as high so notice god has not forgotten you my time is up i want to go forward on you on today and know god bounce invest in resiliency god bless you all I love you all I ask that you all continue to pray for me um, my travels amen and and that i be who god has called me to be that we go, how he's call us to go. I ask that you continue to watch um, our broadcast, share our broadcast with others. Um, as you know, we have now we gotten back into our uh, motivation—not motivation. I'm sorry, our um, daily um, inspirational Bible five minutes, only five minutes that um, we do every morning at six a.m. So please share those videos and help somebody else who doesn't know God, and on a, we'll give them five minutes. Amen. And you know, it starts out that way. So we're grateful for that um, today. We ask also, um, as we move to the offering part of our service, this message has been a blessing to you. uh, We ask that you uh, consider um, giving here to the Safe House Church. The Safe House Church here in the beautiful city of Greensboro, North Carolina, we have there on the screen um, a couple of ways you can give. Um, We have the QR code there that will take you to our page. And if you have a credit card or if you would like to give by credit card, you go to Safe House Church. Gso.com again at safehousechurchgso.com forward slash give or you can do zale and that's offered at GSO.com. or you can do the cash app which is the dollar sign Chir- safehouse church gso again that's dollar sign safehouse church gso or you can do the traditional i'm giving right like a check on money order to find the fish ministries p.o box 862 that's summerfield north carolina 27358 Again, it's Finding Fish Ministries, PO Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina 27358. God bless you all. I love you all. This has been an amazing time here with you on this morning. All right. So please be re, um, rem, um, remember um, we do have our daily um, prayer service every morning at um, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Those on by way of Zoom, if you would like to join us, just go to our our church um, um, website safehousechurchgso.com um, you can click on prayer and then you'll see a link there to give you direct access to the Zoom. and we'll be there at 6 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time and we look forward to going forward in um, going forward with you in prayer on that day we go Monday through Friday and then you'll see on social media we have on um, various platforms of our daily um, inspirational five minutes amen So um, we're doing our part. We're planting seeds and we're walking in consistency and know that God is going to bless us. God bless you all. Love you all. You all have been amazing on this morning. And I hope that this was something to help you on today, that you walk and invest in resiliency. In the same way that you go down, God will take you back up if you don't give up. God bless you all. Love you all. Pray my strength in the Lord. Pray for my safe travel. And I look forward to hearing and being with you. On tomorrow morning, don't forget, Bible study on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We're in the um, beautiful book of Exodus. We're about halfway through the plagues right now, and we're moving forward from there. So God bless you all. Love you all. Take care, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love you. Bye-bye.